making the world healthier, safer, and more efficient. That's the mission for IT professionals at Lidos. And right now, they're looking for the next generation of innovators to help transform the business and change the future of work. Excellent pay and sign-on bonuses available. Security clearance required. Put your software skills to work with Lidos. Learn more at lidos.com slash phx2. That's l-e-i-d-o-s dot com slash phx2. Log Talk Radio.
the Truth to Power show, and my name is Beverly D. And we have Sister Seta Aset. She is an author, and she has many books. She's written uh, chemistry files, and she's also working on a movie. And it's an honor to have the author to come and read the book uh, with us. So that is definitely an honor. Thank you, uh, Sister Seta Aset. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Sister Bev. How are you today? Good, good. I haven't had a chance to look at any news today. So is anything, did I miss anything, anything going on? Well, all is quiet on this home front. Um, okay. Everybody's trying to get back to normal. The governor has released phase four. So everybody's back in the loop. They're going in. They're going in the restaurants. They're sitting down, but they're still six feet distance apart. The mm-hmm. theaters, AMC, is opening up again. So mm. everything okay. is uh, coming back together here. And okay. it is hot. So is it? Okay. It is hot. It's just as hot here as it is in the Arctic. Wow. So what y'all in the 90s? Y'all in the 90s? Yeah, in the mid-90s. And, uh, of course, now it's hotter in the Arctic than it is here. You know, they almost hit 100 degrees in the Arctic. What? Yes. Yes. What Arctic? You're talking about. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just caught on what you said. You're talking about where it'd be cold at, where the polar bears live? Yes. it's how much now? What degrees? <laughs> it's so it's uh near a hundred it's <laughs> near a hundred degrees uh, in the Arctic. Uh uh. Somebody lying. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was all on the weather report. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you can look okay. it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, this must be a first for that. First time I've heard it is. kind of weather like that. Okay. They it's a record. Messing with that it's a weather. Record. They messing messing around. Oh, my God. Well, they haven't they stopped in, with their shenanigans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they up in, in with the satellites. We don't know what they're doing up in space. We know they got that heart machine, so we don't know what they're doing. So these people, I don't know. We just have to keep ourselves focused. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, things are... Things are really happening. I'm afraid the 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 back end of 2020 is going to be something out of sight. You know, mm. it's going to be something that, even though we know we know the dis, the distinction between fiction and nonfiction, mm-hmm. the rest of the half of this year we won't be able to tell. Wow, which Don't is fiction that. and which is not. Oh, wow. That's Remember serious. that commercial they used to say that it's Memorex? You know how you used to couldn't tell? Do you remember that commercial? And they say it, is it live or is it Memorex? <laughs> right, right. So you mean to tell me that's yeah. what you're going to be dealing with? Yes, ma'am. Dang. I, mm-hmm. Well, because, I mean, 2020 came in with a bang, so I could see it going out with a boom. <laughs> That's a good one, Bev. You took it right out of my ass. Exactly what I was thinking. 
going out with a bone. Uh, you exactly right. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, the main thing, we survive it. We learn from it. We grow from yes. it. Yes. So that's the main thing. Yeah. Oh, Lord. It's, and then there's no telling what this, there's no telling what this African dust storm is going to leave us with come next week. Now, you know about that about when that. it's coming. Up. No. No, oh, it's, it's uh, uh, this huge African dust, this huge dust storm from Africa is on its way here to the Gulf, the Gulf of the United States okay. next week. So they're trying yeah, to say positive things about. Yeah, this is the first too. Mm. And they're trying to say okay. positive things like, well, it's going to slow down all the hurricanes as we're going to have this year and, and all this. There's no telling. What Africa is not sending over a dust storm. Africa is sending over hurricanes. Don't you just love it? Yes. It's always a black face. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Black Lives Matter. So, so wait a minute. You're telling me that this dust storm from Africa is going all across the water. And it's going to twirl all the way over here to the United States. That's what that's they're, what they're saying. saying. That's what they're predicting. Yep, that's what the all the weather people are putting it out, Western African satellite Saharian dust storm. Mm. You can look mm. it up. <laughs> that and the cold and the art and the heat in the Arctic. So, mm. yeah, that's what they're saying. So. We have what to. I'm going to keep my eye on that. What dimension are we living in? Because this is something totally unusual and different. Yeah, this is different. I've. This is my first time uh, experiencing this dust storm coming across here. Even mm-hmm. though they've said that it has happened before, but not like this. This is supposedly a massive dust storm. To me, how is how would it not dissipate over the Atlantic water? That's what I'm saying. Over the ocean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's going to come all across that water and land. Do they say where it's going to land at? I wouldn't be surprised if it lands in Florida or Washington somewhere. Well, uh, you know, the Gulf is in Florida. We're looking at Florida. We're looking at the southern coast of Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, mm. Texas, Louisiana. You got all that in the Gulf okay. there in some parts okay. of Mexico. Okay. So, so it's coming in through there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And then okay. considering the uh, earthquake that happened in Oklahoma while the president was speaking, well, when he left, and there was a, the earthquake. <laughs> There was an mm. earthquake the next day in Mexico, mm-hmm. a 7.7, mm-hmm. that killed mm. two people. I imagine you heard mm. about that one, too. I haven't heard so, that in the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's not, all of it is not, well, Sister Bev, really, it's not all good news, I tell you, because uh-huh. what is bad news, no news is good news. They make sure that they put that bad news out there for everybody to hear. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. You're telling me it's going to be harder for us to tell the fake from the real as time presents itself during the rest of this year? Yes. Oh, during the rest shit. of this year. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> Sister Santa. Now, uh, what, what, tell the people about your book. Tell them about and where they okay. that. We're going to get some good news okay. in here. Okay, well, let's, let's do that. Um, I had a listener uh, contact me uh, wondering mm-hmm. where that where he could get the novels. And it's simple. Mm-hmm. Just go to the website. Go to chemistryfiles.com, K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y files.com. And on my website, uh, everything is there for you to order, whether you want to go through Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, you can go there. Um, and if you go to the back, if you want to, if you want to get the novels from me personally signed, you can go to the back of the uh, the last page of the uh, website and leave your name and your information on where I need to send the novels and how many you need, and then uh, I can get them out to you that way. But everything is on the website, including how you can get them in the Kindle format as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I do have them all on um, audio, but that's mm-hmm. on uh, a website called gumroad.com. And gumroad.com is also on my website. And it's on okay. the first page. And um, the image of Femi will come up real quick. You know, it's almost like a surprise. And then if you click on her, it will take you to the uh, Gumroad page. And uh, I got the chemistry files, um, bright light script ready. I got it ready ahead of time. I said I would have it done by September, but it is Mm -hmm. done now if anybody's interested in that. I've got only five copies that I'm going to give. I'm going to send a couple of them to Tyler Perry. A couple of them okay. to Netflix and Amazon. Okay. So you guys okay. will have what they'll have. If wow. they're going to do the movies, then it won't end like the script that you'll be buying. I'm sorry. You know how the movies okay. do. They won't right. really let you know what the ending is. So, right. But you all basically have the basic script. Okay. So, but so you have to contact me for that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, family, you got the person here live and in living colors. And, you know, this is your time that you can get an autographed copy. You don't know where this is going to go. This could be another Matrix or another Terminator. So while you have the opportunity to get that autograph, uh, copy her novels, this is the time to do it. This is the opportunity time that's here. Uh, and to get the script, to have a copy of the script before it even goes uh, to the, the screen. So this is definitely an opportunity time. I would really uh, take advantage of it. Everybody don't get this kind of opportunity. And we thank you, Sister Aseta Aset, for spending your time with us and giving us this opportunity. Well, I certainly appreciate it, Sister Beverly, for you giving me the opportunity to spend time with you all. That's what I'm here for. Now, kind of give us what what's the book that you uh, the is is it good? How do you do? You say is it okay to say book or novel? What's the political correct way to say? Is it book, novel, or does it matter? Well, you it really doesn't matter. But I call them novels simply because they're all connected. 
Okay. You know, if you read one, you have to read the rest of them. If you read the last one, you're going to have to wonder how you got to that conclusion. So you'd have to go back to the beginning. Okay. So okay. I would call them. I would call them novels because they're all connected. And also, okay. when you when you get your own novel, you can really, when you read them, you can really connect to what's going on today in the past, in the present, and the future. So it's not like it's um, just a book to entertain yourself with. It's almost, it's basically a learning tool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe some of the information in there can help get you to do what you need to do for the future, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. It kind of guides you to... Uh, what I'm needing to do in the future. This is what I got to do. This is what I got to do to survive, you know, mm-hmm. to make it through these rough times. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, it's amazing when I sat here and listened to you uh, and a lot of the stuff, like you say, a lot of the information in the book is like exactly what's going on now. Are you sure you didn't do any time traveling? Well, Sister Bev, I might have did a little bit. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but it sure feels like it, I tell you. Yeah. Maybe I yeah. did. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you kind of, it seems <laughs> like you did because the, stuff, the things that you are saying in in your novel, uh, it's like you've been, you know, you already foreseen it. It's like, you're like, wow, this is what's going on today. And so that's how I could see where a person could say, okay, we could use that. We could do it that way. So, yes, good information. So you tapped in. Well, you uh, tapped in when you wrote the piece. And when did you write these novels? When or where? When. When? Okay. What the year? Concept mm-hmm. came t- the concept came to me when I said no more corporate work. No more sitting in anybody's okay. office uh, doing paperwork. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was back in 2008. The okay. beginning, the basically the end of 2007 and the beginning of 2008, and all this came across. And mm-hmm. so from there, uh, I retired and got out of the workplace, and I just began to just, my mind just started flowing like water, you know. And, and basically, I wrote... I would get in my truck and I would drive to the lake. I would drive to the Ooh. river and I would sit there and it was it was like a flow. I had a flow going. And basically that's where I mostly wrote the novels and then I would come home to my 963 13th Street address and sit there <laughs> wow. and kind of uh yeah and kind of peek them, tweak them, mm-hmm. peek them, okay. tweak okay. them and did mm-hmm. all that I could uh at that at that point, and it was just a lot of uh, a lot of alone time with the universe and with nature. And sometimes I would yeah. write at night uh, by the by the lake, you know, because you know mm-hmm. uh, you can see what you're writing in the dark. So I would write a lot in the dark as well, just quietness. Mm, okay, yeah, that's yeah. why you connected. You was out there with nature. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. And the nature was really connecting you. 
with the spirit or whatever you want to call it, but you definitely got that connection because you read on on what's going on today. And these novels, you know, they're good to have. They're good to have as a collector's item because, like I say, you don't know where this is going. And they also make uh, excellent gifts. You know, this is for young people, older people, everyone. This is an excellent gift to give, birthday gift or, or something like that. Now, kind of uh, bring us up to speed on where you left off and what novel are you reading from? Well, the first novel, as we know, is uh, Chemistry, The Bright Light. Might want to retouch on that one, kind of go back, because basically uh, The Bright Light and the second one, uh, Gathering of the Vanguard, and the third one, The War, is kind of like what we're living in right now. Um, the fourth novel, uh, 9X, which is we're definitely living in right now, those are all your characters that is doing us in right now or trying to do us in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last one we're on is in the realm of the gods, which is which is basically the aftermath of where all this crap is that we're doing right now is getting us to. And mm-hmm. uh, it's more like a, toward a dystopian type of future that we may. And I felt such dystopian type of feeling when they had us mm-hmm. all locked up, where we couldn't yeah. come out of the house when this so-called pandemic first, it really felt yeah. like uh, there was no life in this mm. in in anywhere. You know, it really yeah. felt like that. You know that we because, were basically captured. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was out and about during that time. You know, I was riding around seeing who was wearing masks, who wasn't, who was staying in, who wasn't. And it was almost like a ghost town, especially in the inner cities. Now, when I got out in the suburbs, the people was just walking around. They was out and about uh, from day one. It wasn't like a ghost town in the suburbs here in Michigan. But when I drove around in the city, you know, it was, wasn't that many cars on the streets, and people had their masks and their gloves on. But when I went out in the suburbs, I didn't see too many. I might have saw one or two people with a mask on. So to me, that kind of showed me who is really being programmed and who is not. So it looked like, the, and I only can speak for uh, Michigan, Detroit, but the people who seemed like the people in the city was really programmed, and the people out in the suburbs, it don't seem like they were programmed. Now, how is that if if the programming is coming through TV or news, everybody is looking at the same news, uh, looking at the same, you know, looking at the television. So how is it that one group of people seem like that they are heavily programmed and the other group of people seem like that the program didn't bother them? Well, it didn't connect with them. Well, I look at that as, well, first of all, let me say, Sister Bev, the whole entire planet felt like it was asleep. Mm. It felt like everywhere was asleep because no one on the planet, they wanted no one out of their their house and anywhere else walking around Mm -hmm. on the planet. The whole entire world that's how, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the lakes became cleaner. Mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah. uh, a lot of the air just became cleaner and every, you know, everything just kind of almost going back toward nature mm-hmm. when they had you locked up. But yeah. to your question, you know, why so many people in the cities were afraid, you know, that were, you mm-hmm. know, felt like they were programmed as opposed to the people in the suburbs is because mm-hmm. the people mostly in the suburbs, like where I live and so on and where you live, mm-hmm. they were, they are more independent and can take care of mm-hmm. themselves and not, uh, what, what, what's the word? Not, um, depend on so excited well, not so excited and easily manipulated as the people would be in the cities because that's all they have to rely on is what in the cities for them to survive with, you know, and if that's shut down, then, you know, you know, they're definitely caught up, you know, in the, in the, in the light as opposed to the people in the suburbs because they, they have what they need in the suburbs. It's more, independent let's put it like that that's the way i feel like the people in the city you know like in areas that that there are some really uh prominent areas in the city you know Mm -hmm. the the whole city is not uh poor and so i'm Mm -hmm. looking at all of the areas in in the city you know the the people that got money just like the people in the they got just as much or more money than the people in the suburbs but it was just seems like that city in in the city, everybody, I won't say everybody, but it was like 80, 90% of the people had masks and masks and gloves on. And it was the opposite in the suburbs. It was like 80, 90% of the people didn't. So I'm trying to figure out why the program worked, what signals. They had to be sending two different signals. Out because yeah, I was going like to mention I was yeah yeah I was going to Go mention ahead. now that you say that I was going to mention the energy may mm-hmm. have been much much different in the city than in it the was. suburbs. It was it so was. that may have been the problem. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it depends depended on your energy and 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 how you felt and, you know, about, you know, the information saying that, well, you need to do this. You know, it's like the guy that, you know, was putting on the glasses and taking off the glasses and putting on the glasses mm-hmm. every time, every time he saw obey and uh, mm-hmm. you must, you know, do what we say. Oh, and so, that, yeah, you know, he was walking yeah. in the city. Yeah, they yeah. live. So, yeah. You know, he was in the city when he discovered that. So it may have, and you're right, it may have been two different signals. That's what I think. It's got to be some signals that was, and I know I went to, uh, where was I at? I was in uh, Walmart. And you know how you in there shopping and they had the music going, you know how the music in the background. But I also heard some kind of humming noise. They didn't keep it on long, but it was, I could you could feel it, and so it was it was some kind of noise going on behind the music. So you know mm-hmm. they doing different things, and when I heard it, it, it just hit me like, no, wait a minute, this is a you know this is some kind of. And I know I'm not paranoid because that's what I deal with energy, 
And so I'm like, wait a minute, there's some kind of programming or something that's going on here. They got it right up under the music. It definitely is. Uh, you call that, what, is, uh, what do you call that? It's people that is people that are programmed. They have people that they target, targeted individuals. Mm-hmm, and they call mm-hmm. they call it what a, uh it was a program that was going on in the sixties and seventies that they mm-hmm. say that they're not doing anymore, but that is not true. They're That's still doing true. it yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. And the and the technology has probably even gotten greater. But oh, it's people it like you and me, Bev, that can see through that. We can see yeah. through that and we can feel yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. The you other day I was in Walmart. Mm-hmm. The other day I was in Walmart and I had my camera out and I was taking pictures. They've got mm-hmm. several TVs up that shows facial recognition when you're walking in mm-hmm. and when you're walking yeah. out. And yeah. so <laughs> I was taking pictures of it and uh, and I was taking pictures at the register. So when I got home to look at, well, it was video. When I got home to look at my video, it's not there. Really? It's gone. Mhm. Mm, so okay. it's something about go, that they got going on in Walmart that they are doing, mm-hmm. but they don't want you to know what they're doing. So they're programming exactly. it to where, you know, if you try to capture something, it will instantly be deleted. So uh, okay. that's Walmart is okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hey, keep that in mind, from, everybody. Yeah, and you know from Dr. Robert X. You know, from his research, you know, Walmart is connected with China. You know, just about mm-hmm. all their products come from China. So oh, we well, really don't that's need true. to be in Walmart in the first place, especially if this, this if we are at odds with China. And then uh, from the research, they talked about Target has something, they is, have something to do with the riots and stuff that was going on. Uh, in Seattle, I think it was. Which one? Uh, or Minnesota? I mean, this is all the hidden stuff behind the scenes. When you start doing the research, you start to see what is going on. So these big corporations is playing a major part. But I know Walmart is. So y'all be careful going in and out of Walmart. Just be aware. Uh, and they are connected with China. Well, just be careful too, Sister Bev, going in and out of Target because, you know, Target, yeah, yeah, Target uh, Paris, France, Paris, France, I think, owns Target. I think they're a big contributor of Target because, you know, they were going, we were going through, the United States was going through some things with, with Paris mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Target some mm-hmm. years ago. And mm-hmm. I have to look that, look that back up. But they were going through some things with Target. And of course, Paris, Paris is in France, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, Paris, you know, that's, uh, yeah, Paris, France, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Vatican has all that over there. So, yeah, you might want to be careful with Target as well. Exactly. You know, there they are another one. Yeah, and amazing, my, amazing Polly, I like her research. Now, she did research, and she researched on Target. So you can go on mm-hmm. the Internet and look up Amazing Polly and, and read her research uh, with Target and the connection with some of the riots and things like that. 
So I'm telling you, these big corporations, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and we have to really be aware of what is going on. And, you know, really right. and they're the center. The research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're the center of it all because they're the ones that are supposed to be funding all of this mess. I mean, where would the yeah. money come from if it didn't come from, you know, the the big corporations? And they were the only ones that open during the during the pan, pandemic. They were the only ones open. Everybody else was closed. That's true. In the in the you beginning, have a point it there. Was, it was yeah, it was just the the Walmart, the Targets, the big stores. They were the only ones that was open. Exactly. So why could you not go, you know, to, uh, of course, the gas, I think the gas stations were open too, weren't they? But you couldn't go. Yeah, the gas stations. You you couldn't go to the mom and pops or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. other regular stores in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And of course, you couldn't go to your chitch, which I don't go to chitch anyway. You know, you couldn't go there. You couldn't go to the movies, but you could go to these Mm -hmm. other places. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's so foul that you still have sheeple still believing in this. Mm -hmm. I had a post on my Facebook that, you know, one of my friends were saying that, uh, in Oregon, uh, Mm -hmm. the so-called African-American, which is, we're not, and I wish our people Mm -hmm. stopped calling ourselves black because we're cursing only ourselves. We keep saying black, we're not going to get anywhere. But they don't have to, so-called we don't have to wear the mask anymore. So he says, well, what is that saying? Well, to me, it's saying that with our DNA, and I sing about it all the time on the chemistry, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. you know, with our DNA and our blood type, we we don't need these masks. We're only blowing in the bad stuff that we're blowing uh, out, yeah. you know. Oh, and he's just like, yeah. oh, my God, we got, why are they saying that? We need to wear the mask because I hate to see my friends come up dead after you breathing in all the stuff that they're having out there. Well, <laughs> if you've been breathing in chemtrails all these years, this is not, this is nothing new, right. brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to stop. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I talked to some nurses too, you know, and they were saying the mask is really weakening your lungs and your immune system because you're breathing in the carbon monoxide from the mask. You're not breathing in fresh air, so you're not getting that air air to your brain. You're not getting the proper air in you, so it's weakening everything. So if even if they did come out with a, a real strong virus, you couldn't battle it because all these months you walking around with that mask on and you're not getting enough oxygen. So Sister Bev, it's just these these people uh are the very ones that is not gonna be able to deal with the chemistry when the time comes. I mean, yeah. it's all in the chemistry where Femi is getting everybody together and get the ones that know, the yeah. people that know that this is a sham, that this is a mess, mm-hmm. that what you're living in mm-hmm. is um, mm-hmm. uh, a matrix that we're living in and it's not real. And she's trying to tell you 
you know, of course, mm-hmm. this is, of course, fiction, nonfiction, okay? And, yeah, uh, right. but they just don't get it. You just, they just don't get it. This is real life stuff that's going on. The people really just don't get it to know that the human body is a miracle. And that's yes, what they want to do. They want to tear the human body, the human body down to make you into something that you're not, which is, yes. would be AI, which is a humanoid, which is an android. This is what they want to make you. And they know that the yes. human body is strong and it can take care of itself. And they don't That's like right. it because they don't want a world of humans. They want a world of monsters. Yeah. And the human people are not that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they say that water is easy to program. And so you know that we are mostly water. And so I'm, and with the planet is mostly water. So I guess and electrical mm-hmm. program. Yes, yes. So they put that program in. But you know, knowledge and truth to me is the best. Truth is it's like I don't care what program they put. If you know the truth, it seems like it don't penetrate. Because those of us that have heard the research, did the research, it doesn't matter what they put out, it don't seem to penetrate. So truth seems to Sister be Bell. very powerful. Mm, yeah, I, 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 you know, I get frustrated. I get flustered. I, I get frustrated, but I'm going to stop getting myself flustered mm-hmm. because our people just won't stop. I know we have creative people out there. We have passionate people out there. We have people that love and care for life and nature, but they're so easily steered in the wrong direction and so bombarded with so much stuff out there that it's hard for them to think for themselves. And I don't want to think for anybody. You have to think for Mm -hmm. yourself. If I just kind of give you some information out there for you to take in, then you take it from there and see what you can do with it, see what you can find out, you know, and, but, but I'm not going to worry about it because you can't, you can't get yourself upset. You can't get yourself worried. You have to let it go. You have to let them go. You know, put the information out there, tell what it needs to be told. But like you say, you know how they say that old saying, you can take the horse to the water, but you can't make the horse drink it. And and a good Mm. movie to really let you know what is going on is Get Out. You know, if you get a chance, go look (laughs) at that movie. (laughs) Yeah, I have that movie. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like a form of hip, hypnosis. That's what the program is, you know, it's a hypnotic form. And so, mm-hmm. you, you know, he shows you how he was able to not succumb to it. So, you know, we got to look at the different tools and things that we can use, you know, because we in a battle. Right. So you got to know how to fight the battle and what tools to bring. And it's like... Right, and and it's also like training a child to learn how mm-hmm. to ride a bicycle. You know, you tell them everything. You know, you know, but they have mm-hmm. to be old enough to understand. You tell them everything. You show them how to do it, and then you know, once after that, you you gotta let them go and test it on their yeah. own. 
If they fall yeah. off or whatever, then, you know, let them come back, do it again, try it again, yeah. and yeah. see if they can, uh, you know, grasp it and try to let them get out there on their own. That's the only way that our people is going to get it. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. Now, whether mm-hmm. whether they are strong enough to continue to do it and maybe try to solve the problems that that's another that's another thing we a lot of us know we know we know but what are we doing to change it to solve the problem to 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 not dwell and do the same thing over and over again we we need to make a change we need we know we know what's up we know we ain't mm-hmm. black now that's one that's another thing we know we ain't black. We know all of us don't. didn't come from Africa. A lot of people don't. Well, see, that's... It's, it's, <laughs> because it's not taught in school. You know, we go to the enemy yeah. giving us our history and information. We're getting false information. As, you know, mm-hmm. that's just like somebody, you ask somebody for direction, and they send you in the opposite direction where you had gone purposely. And that's what the mm-hmm. education system being. So a lot of people really don't. Because, I mean, for years I didn't know until I found out about certain things. And when I started really doing paper, that this paperwork and nationalism and all of that, that's when I really started uh, seeing what was going on. Well, you know, Sister Bev, when I realized that I wasn't black, the first time I realized I wasn't black, was when I kept getting called these different descriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, my birth certificate says Negro, mm-hmm. but I was getting called, yeah, I was getting called colored. Uh, I was yeah. back in the 70s. I was an Afro-American. Yeah. Then I became an African-American. And yeah. then, you know, I asked my mother and father about certain things, and they couldn't tell me. And then all of a sudden I was black, and I'm like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. hold on. You know, uh, I, I'm, I was all these things, so now I'm supposed to be black. And then I would look mm-hmm. at my black tennis shoes, and I know what the color black <laughs> looks like, but I, <laughs> I'm far right. from the color of my tennis shoes. So I got to be something else. And that's when I and realized, you know, no, that, that can't be right. And, you know, that's just like when you tell a lie, if you look at it. When you tell a lie, you got to tell another lie. You got to tell, you know, you it, it keep going. Mm. Where if you tell the truth, the truth going to stand. It's going to be that one thing. <laughs> but when you lie, you got to keep lying. You get, so that lets you know it's a lie because they keep changing it. Yeah, exactly. to change. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so it's just kind of common sense. Uh, but we just got to do what we have to do here, uh, and 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 we are. It's, it's it's evolving. But I also know that wherever there is a problem, I I know that the solution always come with it. And see, most of us get stuck on the problem. We get we we, we the problem smack us, and we stop right there. Where you got to go push past that or next to it. It's always the solution. I was told that. Wherever you find poison ivory, that there's going to be a plant next to it that can cure or get rid of the poison ivory. And that's how life is. It's a problem, but it's always the solution comes with it. And Sister Beverly, with that, I have to say that their time is up, and they know this. 
That's why all of this mess is happening. They know that the people know the shenanigans that they pulled all these years and their time is up. And a lot more people than I guess I know has awoke to this situation and changes is about to be made. Mm-hmm. Well, with that yeah. being said, let's go to the chemistry files in the realm right. of the gods. Okay. <laughs> well, we left off where um, there was these people that uh, the group thought they were going to be ambushed by. And uh, it was grown folks, old people, children, and uh, they were really dirty and ragtag attire. You know, we're in dystopia now. We're in the future, the the future that I see from what we're dealing with. And uh, where people were just poor, like, you know, they were poor. And there were hardly any people here. So we're going to start from there. Okay, we're on part 14. Okay. Uh, Part 14, Much Obliged. Part 14, Much Obliged. From out of the crowd came a wrinkled old man, short in stature, wrought in frailty, and balding with white hair only covering the back of his head. The faded green army jacket he wore indicated that he had been a soldier of rank. He spoke up in a peevish voice and said, What's your purpose here? Just traveling through, replied Bull. Where are you headed? asked one of the younger men. Why do you want to know? Maybe we want to tag along. Whatever you're searching for is not here. I have to be honest with you. We were looking for a place of safety for our group. We don't want any trouble. Whatever you are into or going to do, we want to help. We can pull our own weight with you. Well, as you can see, I'm not old and cannot. But I can speak for the rest of our able-bodied group. They will help you. Will you consider accepting us into your fold? I have to confer with my people. I don't have the authority to make this decision on my own. Wait here, replied Bull. As Bull walked toward the rear of the truck to speak with Carlos and the rest of the group, they all wondered what was said. But silently, they were gathering their weapons together in case a standoff ensued with the strangers. There was no reason to anticipate it, but in crucial times, Such as these, there was no reason not to. In a low tone, Bull stated, The old man wants me to take us with them, to take, the old man wants me to take them with us. They what? asked Carlos. I said they want to come with us. What the hell, Bull? How is this going to look when we meet up with Jackson? He'll understand. I've got a feeling he'd have done the same thing. You know we need numbers right now, and there's no telling what's up ahead. I guess you're right. But what about the children? The old people are certainly not capable of taking care of themselves 
in case we run into a problem. How would you fix that? Asked Kristen. Bull replied, I don't know. If we decide to take them in, then we'll have to compose a way to get them to safety, no matter how unpleasant or unsure it may be. We hadn't gotten that far in the conversation. Let's all get together with them and discuss what we can do. The 10-man team emerged from their vehicles and approached the group. This is my people, said Bull, as he named them off one by one. We're on our way to Canada. We are connecting with our commander in Michigan. We are going to call, where we are going calls for hard fighting. And there is no room for you older people and children. If it was my call, I'd say yes, but it isn't. Those walkie-talkies you have, do they work? Can you call who's in charge? Asked Theodore, the old man. Bull looked into his radio, looked at his radio, and walked to the rear of his truck with Carlos in tow. He pressed and held the talk button and asked Jackson to come in. When he released it, all that came back was static. He tried again, and all he received was a very faint response. Before he pressed the button a second time, Jackson responded loud and clear. Go ahead, Bull. I hear you. We got a situation here in Indiana. What kind of situation, he asked. We got a group of people here, 30 to 40 men, women, and children. Bull paused and continued. They are in need of help. They want to be a part of what we're trying to do. The able body want to help us fight. I figured the old and the children with two of their people can make their way back to the fort while the rest of us press on. They are harmless. You know this for sure? Yes. I have that thing inside my brain that helps me judge the character of people. And they're okay. Okay, I trust you, Bull. It's on you guys to take care of all your people. Make it happen, and I'll see the both of you soon. Carlos and Bull announced plans to send the weak and the young back to the fort. Poppy and Jag would drive the new group of people in their huge M35A2 deuce and a half-ton military truck. They would be followed by Dylan and Derek, the teenage twins in their pickup. In all, 26 would go back and 13 newly able-bodied men and women would go on with the crew. It seems that old Theodore Odell left a man named Clay in charge to take his place in regards of his group, but he knew all too well who was in charge of this caravan. Clay introduced his people to Bull and company. He said, these people are my family, like yours is to you. Now that we are together, I want us to defend each other, to watch out for each other, and to trust each other. We need to get on the same page as you, so I want to introduce them to you. This is Jay, Harley, Karen, Max, Emerson, Jensen, Alexander, Vincent, 
and Sean. The ladies over there are Zara, Asia, and June. They are some fine women, but don't get it twisted. They will kill on the drop of a dime. Yeah, I know what you mean. All our women are treacherous and deadly as hell. I think we're going to be one big happy family, replied Bull. Driving the final 132 miles, they met the challenges of massive roadblocks of all kinds. Garbage and debris made it almost impossible to pass. Posing transhumanoids and normal bodies were strewn everywhere, and a few demolished android arms and legs lay lifeless in the gutters. Two days had gone by, and finally they arrived at the destination point, Lansing. In Michigan, the group laid over for a week, scavenging through everything they could find and use for their survival. Since their only encounter was the mere fact that their obstacles were live, civilized humans, it took them no time in reaching the city. While waiting for Jackson and the others to arrive, the group mainly took an old, burned-out, abandoned building for shelter and security, starting bonfires to keep them warm on the coldest of days, even with the constant daylight was a struggle and a risk. The smoke-filled air may attract the adversaries of the Crown's army. Okay, Sister Bev, that was part 14. Okay, now who is that that came out the clouds? They came out the cloud? Yeah, you said the old man. Oh, from out of the crowd. Oh, out of the crowd. Okay. What happened was it was they, they were following these two guys in this truck. And so the truck disappeared, and they didn't know where they went. And so when they appeared again, it was a whole crowd of people. Mm. And it was an old man that walked out of the crowd. It was, you know, a lot of people. It was uh, men, women, children, older people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people their age. It was just a group that was scavenging, like you know, they were scavenging, trying to live, mm-hmm. like okay. a, which like a, a, a community or something of people. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. it was a few of them, and so mm-hmm. when they ran into them, they thought they were hostile. You know, you know, had mm-hmm. you know, they may take their trucks or take their food or whatever. But come to find out, these people were civilized and they were like mm-hmm. lost. You know, they they needed help. You know, everybody mm-hmm. need to help each other. So they right. turned out to be, you know, like you know, like we're say like people trying to survive today. And if everybody pitch in to help each other, this was what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so you know, they sent the older people and the children back to Georgia, where they come from, because you know they were on their way to Canada. Mm-hmm. So that that was the uh, crowd of people that they came okay. in contact with, but they was okay. So they got the okay to say, yeah, you know, y'all can, you all can travel with us because we're all on the same type of mission to survive, you know, this crown and this, these aliens and everything that's going on right now. Oh, they're, they're still there. They're still there. So the aliens. Yeah, we're still, no, 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 we're still so there. We're still, the 
You and they killed them all. Was the last. They killed them. Okay, and these were the survivors. Yeah, right. these are the, the these are pockets. Yeah, these are pockets of people that have survived what the Crown did in Nine X, the, the book we just okay. finished reading. Right, right. And these are the people okay. that's left. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're okay. trying to band together, stick together to survive. So are they like we're doing Canada? now? <laughs> are they going right? Are they going to Canada or Georgia? Well, the old. The old people and most of the women that's, you know, that's not in fighting shape and the children are going back to Georgia, you know, to the rest of the people that they left there. And the the ones that are able-bodied that was able to fight, the ones that that guy's names that he read off to them, they're going Mm -hmm. on with them to Canada. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can go to 13, part 13. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, part 13, what took you so long? Part 13, what took you so long? Although it never turns night, even on the sunniest days, keeping warm was a challenge. What the group identified as noon was the warmest period of the day. This gave them time to maneuver throughout their surroundings and discover what was left to bring back to the fold. Three hours later, the chill set in, and hence began the cold. After settling down for the day in the confines of a crumbling second-story office building, Carlos realized the group had been in Lansing for a week and a half. He was the only one who kept up with the time. No one even wondered about Jackson and the rest of the Army at the moment. They were too busy with other things, such as survival of living. Nothing else mattered at the moment until he mentioned it. I noticed something. What? asked Bull. How long have we been here at the rendezvous point? Two weeks? asked Carlos. Well, now that you mention it, It's been about a week, maybe more, maybe less. We been here that long? Asked Bull. Between surviving under the cloak of day, a wandering android, and searching for necessities for survival, it's no wonder we haven't thought much of the others. Bull began to get the feeling of anxiety that a conflict rose between one of the groups. He felt they ran into some problems. He told Carlos he wasn't sure which one. All he knew was they were under some sort of attack. As a whole, they began to worry if Jackson and the rest would make it there safely. All they could do was hope and pray that soon someone would show their face. So this group made it to the rendezvous point before the other two groups did, and that's what they were wondering. Where where were they? Did they run into something? Okay. Okay. Bull reached in his backpack and retrieved the radio. They had to keep in contact with the others. Sitting close by was Carlos. He wanted to hear every last syllable that came through the small black speaker. When the group saw what was happening, they all began to huddle. Come in, Jackson, come in. This is Bull calling. 
No answer, just static. He called again. Come in, Jackson. Are you there? Are you there, Jackson? Is anybody there? Right up, Blaze? Are you there? Just static. Where the muck are they? They should have answered by now. Is the radio charged? Asked Domino. Bull said halfway. I didn't fully charge it. I wanted to save the engine battery. Regardless, someone should hear me. They tried several times to raise a voice, and no one, no one responded at all. After only hearing static repeatedly, Bull quietly turned it off. A feeling of anxiety came over the group. Fear set in their minds, their hearts. The worst-case scenario came to mind. In many ways, their horror, their fear came gushing in many layers. What if, what if they were ambushed? What if the androids assassinated them all? What if the Crown's army caught them and turned them? What if the Ponticlier fed them to his draconian army? Pockets of regular humans trying to survive captured them. What if they had an accident? Too many what-ifs and not enough answers clogged the minds of all of them. Even the new group of people whose partial salvation was in their hands felt the dread of going on without the rest of them. With only 21 people in all, they doubt they should go on to Canada. But if it was in reverse, Jackson would continue on regardless of the circumstances. This is what they decided they will do. Considered the night in their perspective, they finally settled down until the next so-called day, since day never turned to night. What was normally a brisk, cold, and clear day was replaced by a cloudy and warm one. After the last war, the weather was always unpredictable. You never knew what season you were in. As prophesied many millennia ago, the seasons did not fall in succession to affect the weather. They fell anywhere they wanted. Bull was the first to awaken when he noticed the sky. The clouds that rolled overhead seemed to blacken out one of the suns, making it appear to be very dark. He thought this would be a great time for any human to have the ability to work under the cloak of night. What a dream. Nonetheless, he attempted to reconnect with Jackson once again when he was interrupted by what sounded like thunder. Because it never rained. Okay. When was the last time he heard that sound? It was so loud that it woke up the entire group. What in the hell was that? Sounded like thunder, replied Carlos. Thunder? Are you sure? Just as he asked that question, a huge flash of red lightning trickled across the thick black cloudy sky, 
like an ominous skeletal hand reaching out, snatching its victim out of this nightmarish reality. No one in the group could explain why it was happening, but they made it known to each other that they were extremely happy. Rushing down the stairs to the first floor, they stood there, looking out in awe. After the initial storm began, the heavens opened up and buckets of precipitation in the form of rain poured down in a matter of minutes. Asia took a chance to explore if it was safe. She walked out into the street and stood there for a moment. Clay feared the worst. She was motionless. Then to his surprise, she began to twirl, spinning herself around and around, looking up at the sky, enjoying what was never a luxury she had since she arrived on planet Earth. So she had never seen rain. None of them had had it. So they all ran out and drenched themselves in the clean, fresh water, water cleaner than the oceans themselves. Oh, what a feeling. Despite the severity of the lightning, they played in it like children, splashing and kicking up the mud in the puddles of H2O. Alexander had the idea of gathering empty canisters and buckets to collect as much of it as they could to drink and wash themselves, as this opportunity may not ever come again. The precipitation continued forcefully for several hours, sparking a small flood before it slowed to a steady flow. As the day began to recede, the skies began to darken. Fear began to set in again for the group as it had when there fear began to set in again for the group as it had when there was no answer from Jackson. The hell is going on? It's getting dark. Like night is falling, shouted Flame. Emerson said, I never saw this before. I read about this in old science manuals. My grandfather had lying around in his room. <laughs> awesome. This was the cover we needed, said Bull. Jackson referred to this many times over. I'll bet anything he'll be very happy. The rain showers slowed to a steady mist all night. The sound of the raindrops was very comforting and soothing to the soul. This was an experience of their lifetimes as one by one they drifted off to a sound slumber. Crackle sounds pierced the dark silence. Again, it shattered the faint trickling of the rain on the pavement. A few in the group stared as if they were responding to a dream. And there it was again, sharing the welcomed night as it violated the much-needed and peaceful rest the group desired. What? Who is it? Say what? Asked Bull in his sleep. Wake up, man. It's the radio. Somebody is, try somebody is trying to contact us, shouted Flame. Bull sat up with the radio close to his ear. Again, the crackle sound even louder than before, 
but this time a voice, faint in what seemed like a long distance away, was calling out to him. Is anybody there? Carlos, Bull, Braddock, Blaze, anybody who can hear my voice, this is Jackson. Wright and his crew are with me. We're together. We're in Ann Arbor and being chased by the Crown's androids. Can anybody hear me? I can hear you. We can hear you, Jackson. What took you so long? Bull, is that you? Hope you're doing better than we are because these goddamn androids are on the move. I just thank the gods for bringing back the night. We have a better chance now to hide ourselves from these murderous monsters. Get ready to go to war because we're coming in hard and strong. We're going to need one hell of a line of firepower to take their ass out. How many, Jackson? screamed Kristen. At the most, 25. Be ready because we're coming in hot. All right, Sister Bev, that was part 13. <laughs> oh, let's see. Okay. Yeah, Being a 13. commander and a five-star general of an all-black Marine Special Division is quite a feat, considering what our mission to Africa entailed. What I saw when I stepped foot in the camp where the crafts were being held, well, I thought in all of my experiences, I never dreamed I could witness something like this. I felt downright weak and helpless. Right then, the world I knew when I was growing up in Hollywood, Florida, was going to change the paradigm of the whole world. If the information was leaked in any way with proof of their existence, then all hell would break loose. And as one would speculate, the end of the world as we know it would quickly come to pass. Enter into the world of chemistry. My name is Coyote Smith, and I am the only one who is not part of the system. I can do everything a human does, except I am an android, and I was made to be a loyal servant to President Nigel Foster. He entrusted me with his secrets, knowing that I would never hand them over to his enemies. And yes, he had powerful enemies enough to take down the whole world before the untimely demise of my owner. I am very happy that Finn Me Knight and her group came along to get the secrets from me. This world that everyone loves so much would be in terrible peril if they had not. The majority of mankind will not survive what they are planning for them. I know all about the chemistry, thank the science for it. Being president comes with a huge amount of responsibilities, and I wondered if Jelani could arrange a detail for me to visit Zuri before my speech. I wanted to see him. I wanted to personally give him my condolences about his parents. 
Edwin and Clara didn't deserve what the Crown Cross did to them. All they did was adopt a king, a king who was already written in the stars thousands of years ago, and no one knew who he was. But when he and the woman named Femi wielded the kind of power they have shown us, then it is absolutely necessary to relieve it from them by any means known to man. If they were concerned about the planet and its people, then how in the hell could they do this? I am trying hard to understand what God would order this kind of destruction upon us. The year is 2042, and this is chemistry. Yes, and I just want people to know you did all the voices, the leading song that uh, we had that when you came on. Uh, you uh, Did you write that or compose that also? I composed the melody, but I didn't actually do the music because I can't play anything. Okay. Uh, okay. I had a friend compose. Uh, I had a friend put that together for me, but I did do the melody. And the, uh, you know, I try to get the melody sort of like a fighting, like a fighting song, yeah. and also yeah. to make it to uh, have it a fighting song, but still make it uh, with a type of. Uh, um, a sense of calm, a sense of, yeah, we're getting ready to do this, but still it's like a calming effect. It's like a let's march in and get this done. And I want to say something, Sister Bev, referring back to that last voice that you played, that president, what he was referring to about Femi and, and King Zuri, you know, the ones that held the power, I was referring to our people the power that we hold inside, that we can change this world if we want to do this through ourselves. That's what he was meaning by how in the hell can they do this? It's, it's like if we stop going to their stores, if we start doing things for ourselves, if we, if we, if we just come together and know who we are and we can change all of this, that's what he was referring to. Nothing like, I think maybe people may get it confused and think it's like physical or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's basically all mm-hmm. mental. We can do this mm-hmm. mentally and, in, and okay. spiritually. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> these people didn't see any, this is their first time seeing rain. So they have had the two songs. <laughs> You know, how long this been going on? Well, it's been going on ever since Femi left uh, when she was fighting in uh, gathering up the bank, uh, no, the war. You know, she okay. put three sons. It was three sons out mm-hmm. there. You know, the son that we have right now today, mm-hmm. she added mm-hmm. two more, and she did mm-hmm. that because, quote, unquote, certain people can't take the son, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when they can't take the son, they have to almost like that to stay in and quarantine, <laughs> you know, mm. but, you know, right, it was like a weapon she okay. used against them because, look, you need to stop doing this to the people, you know, mm-hmm. you need to stop mm-hmm. mistreating the human being, regardless of what you look like, if you know the truth and you waking up and you see what's happening to you, y'all people, uh, 
need to stop doing this to the people. And I'm talking about, you know, the dark, the dark government or the secret government or whatever. You know, that's that's who she aimed those funds at. But it may mm. have trickled down to everybody else. That's just something that we had to go through to get those people, you know, to get them to see, like, look, hey, we're going to, you know, like, it's a more powerful uh, entity out there, more powerful than us, and, you know, and then they're going to throw these sons, just like, say, for instance, if, uh, you know, we have actual beings that can do that, you know, that's not from this galaxy, that can change mm-hmm. some things. And, mm-hmm. I, and 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 to my heart, Sister Bev, I know that there are other entities here, even on this planet, less known out there in the universe. Okay, right. that can that have the capabilities of doing particular things, you know, changing things. So mm-hmm. that's what she did. So after that, after that, the war, after that book, she took away one son, but she didn't get a chance to take away the second son. So it was two sons out there. And as years mm-hmm. passed, years passed, everything became desolate because there was no rain, you know, in the beginning of in the realm of the gods, you know, you know, when they were on the road going up through there, it was nothing but brown grass, you know, wasn't no green grass, you know, no rain had fallen to grow anything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was the first time they saw rain and it wasn't mm-hmm. toxic. It was, it was real clean rain, real clean water. Mm-hmm. So how was the people eating if they didn't have rains or anything? Well, they had uh, they were scavenging through the burned out warehouses and you know uh, killing some animals, rats, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, squirrels, anything that was living like that. You know, mm-hmm. they were just scavengers. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. it was almost like back in the caveman days, but practically. Why are they trying to get to Canada? Well, you know, in the beginning of the book, they got the Morse code from the general that's got a few people up there that need rescue because they know that they're next on the list as far as the Crown Cross go. You know, mm-hmm. back in the in the in nine X at the end, they were heading toward Canada to kill those people to get rid of those people up there, and so they got information from. Because over in Europe, there's nothing there. They the Crown Cross wiped them all out. But they they got a last minute message to Canada to let them know that that's where they're headed next. And so he had this, um, I guess it was a Mars, it's Mars code. I can't think of the mm-hmm. machine that they call it that he used. And Jackson just so happened to have one as an antique. And when the general in Canada you know, had his man to do Mars code, it it picked up on Jackson's machine. And so they're on their way to Canada because, like I said, the Crown Cross and the Ponticleaf is on their way, their way there next to get rid of them. So they're just so trying they, to kill all the humans off the planet. Yeah. Go so ahead. Really, it's, kind, it's kind of like the pandemic that we, pandemic that we're dealing with all over, because this mm-hmm. is like trying to spread all over the planet. Um, yes. Cause it. And so the, mm. these, this, this energy too, uh, uh, this fight is, is for the planet to control the yes. planet, destroy the planet. 
it's a lot in these novels that you could refer to uh, if you want to look back at the the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. as well as the so-called mm-hmm. virus and a whole lot of stuff that's going on. Right. So yeah, right. you you can look at it that way. Yeah. Mhm, mhm. Because that's what it's kind of correlates to me. It's like I could see this with this uh, plan here. So now that the the rain is coming back, so now they're going to be able to get some normalcy. Where is the the army or the people, the enemy? Where are they at? They still they it's not as many of them as it used to be, or they moved to another part of the world. It's a lot of them. They're on their way yeah. there, and and it just so happened that that second son is not there anymore. You notice that it's gone. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. only have one son now. So in the past they couldn't hide, like say it's night now. They didn't have night. They couldn't hide. Oh. They couldn't fight like they wanted to because it stayed daylight twenty four seven. It did. You know mm-hmm. there was no night. And it was hard for them to fight because, you know, the, the the androids, the humanoids would see them and could cut them down. So now that it's nighttime, you know, they can easily ambush them and everything. You know, it's going to be a good fight now. It's going to be a good fight mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So, and a second so, son is gone. So you kind of have to wonder, hmm, what's mm-hmm. about to happen? Yeah. See, like, things trying to get back to normal. Because they only deal with one son. I don't think it's going to be normal. Never normal. Back to back to what it was. No. What do they call this now? What do they call this? The new norm or something? What's that word that they call now? It's like you never. Yeah, you're right. To hide used to be. You know, this is the new norm now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of correlations yeah. there. So, uh, yeah. anybody this is never going to be normal. Or, yeah, anybody have any questions or comment? We have seven minutes left, and the number is 323-642-1586, and push the number one. So, uh, now, you say you finished? Your last, your next book, you, you, you did a novel. You did another novel, you said? Well, I, <laughs> I'm not finished. I'm not even basically halfway through it. Uh, to get halfway through it, I'd have to be on page 72, but I'm not even. I'm not there. Oh. And it is. Uh, it is dedicated to Dr. Delbert Blair. It's called Area 51, Chemistry Area 51. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this incident, I feel, sort of happened. Uh, sort of like in the beginning basically really before chemistry bright light before the first book this okay. area 51 happened and it's going to it's going to freak a lot of people out it's it's going to it's it's going to be unbelievable it's going to be unbelievable that's about all mm-hmm. i can say about it you know i don't know i don't know i know how far i'm going to take it i just don't know mm-hmm. how the people are going to take it well, because you know, so far, <laughs> so far, your books have been going right along with what's been. I could see things in your friction book, I mean novel, that really is the same that's going on here. That's supposed to be nonfiction, 
So I, you know, when you come up with that, I'm, I'm probably going to be able to see what we're dealing with is going to correlate with what you're going to be talking about. Are you going to be dealing with aliens and things like that or space or things like that, especially when you said Dr. Blair? <laughs> yes, it's going to be dealing with a lot of aliens. Okay. But, you know, I could see that. I could say it because, like that. Yeah, because they just launched, you know, the, the they got the new Space Force. So I could see by the time you come out and by the time we start hearing it, it's going to, a lot of stuff going to be going on because I, I feel like that's going to be something next we're going to have to deal with is the alien and the space and all of that things that's going on. We do have some people that have their hands raised. Let's see. Uh, 336 350. Is this Mama AZ? Yes, ma'am. Sister Beth. This is in greetings for <laughs> I'm so tired. Hi, Mama AZ. Hey, I've been <laughs> trying to call <laughs> you. Sister, I've been on a vision quest for like 13 days in a tent in 100 and something degree, degree weather. And uh, I need to have a reasoning with you. Hopefully, as soon as the show is over with, uh, I need to ask you before I forget, uh, do you or Sister Bev know the time that Dr. Uh, Blair made his transition? Because the brother called me from Florida uh, about two minutes after the picture fell off of my wall or five minutes mm. or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the Indian who's on the horse with his head bent. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. But anyway, do either of you know when Dr. Blair uh, made his transition? Or can how, do you, uh, how can we find out uh, the approximate time? Uh, where, where do we go? Because I, I believe that there are other beings helping you with uh, giving you this information. And what I saw out there in Miracle Valley, uh, uh, I just got back, I think, two days ago. I don't know. We we need to have a a reasoning, uh, Sister Seta, because I I need to get some information straight. And Dr. Blair is helping you as well. I I, I mean, I'm only a messenger. I, I don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. some just some things came to me um, there, and, and you need to know, you need to know this. And I, I don't know if um, I think it was Monday or or maybe it was Sunday. I'm really not sure. Mm-hmm. I got to go back uh, to my notes, but I think I saw a ship or something. And mm-hmm. and I got to figure out how to distinguish them from certain stars to, uh, uh, to know the difference. Or do you know how to do that? Can can your eyes see well enough to distinguish? Well, I ex- yes, I I I experienced um, one evening. I was on I was on the porch, and I was talking to my daughter. We were talking, and uh, there are pine trees around her house. And mm-hmm. so, you know, th- it was a clear night, you know, mm-hmm. the stars, you could see the Milky Way, uh, the Big Dipper, and uh, the Small Dipper, Little Dipper, and the and the different formations of the stars. And so 
we were sitting there on the porch, and so there are some pine trees, I'd say maybe not quite a half a mile, maybe three-quarters of a mile from her mm-hmm. house. And all of a sudden, we saw these these orbs. Mm-hmm. And they were sort of like mm-hmm. an orange, sort of orangey, yellow in appearance. And it was it was three of them, and they were just bouncing back and forth. They were bouncing in the trees and bouncing. And we looked at each other and said, did you see that? And we turned around and looked again. They were gone. It was gone. It, it, it's like they disappeared. We don't know what happened. So wow. I'm figuring well, either those were spirits or that was some type of uh, ship, an anomaly. I don't, I don't know. We don't know. You're giving me freaking chill bumps. Uh, okay. Uh, after that show last night, the Sister Bev, and then somebody else that needs to get in, I, I just needed to Go know ahead. if there's a way to uh, find out what time uh, Dr. Blair, I wrote it down. I don't know where those notes are when that brother <laughs> from Florida called me and said, I was told to call you, uh, Mama AZ, and tell you that Dr. Blair just made his transition. So uh, we need to find that out. And there's some other you know, things that I don't want to say on the on the line. Y- yes, yeah. Sam, there. Yeah, you know who might know is uh, Dr. Robert X or Derek or Eddie because they are right there in Chicago and they all kind of, you know, close with um, Delta. Well, I do, I do know that mm-hmm. he transitioned on the, on the morning of January 31st in 2016. I, I do know okay. that yeah. much. You know, him and his wife was poisoned in Texas when he did a. He was doing a seminar down in Texas, and they were poisoned. And of course, she didn't. She didn't make it. She transitioned a few months no. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were poisoned. What, what, what part of Texas? Uh, I'm not sure which part. I can look that up. But it was in Texas. But where? I don't know if it's Dallas or or oh, Houston. I don't know where they were. But what? they were poisoned, and oh, yeah, she didn't make it. Okay. And all um, right. Mhm. Okay. But as this, this, far as this the time, key. I don't know. Mhm. All right. It is key. We we must find that out. So, Sister Seta, when is a good time to call you? Um or you want you, you want to call me? I was out you there. You can call uh, me immediately after the show. All right. Anytime that, after that, the show that. is good. It's fine. All right. Okie dokie. All right. Okay. Thank you, Sister okay. Bear. Yes, ma'am. Thank All right. Us. Peace. Peace. Oh, okay. Okay. We're going to uh, 936-303. 936-303. Oh. Eric. Mm-hmm. Thank Damn. you. Yes, yes. Thank you Thank very you. much, Beverly, for allowing me to come in through the portal. And uh, Sister I said, I'll want to say I'm very, very enamored with your work and uh, beautiful display of nature, how you explained at the beginning tonight of being in nature by the river and in the dark. And and those are your formulas to uh, communicate, at least from my experience, to communicate with the off-world beings. Uh, you know, you, you're in the perfect place to do that mm-hmm. in those environments. Well, it really helps me, and I've always been that type to uh, go off to myself and go into 
my spiritual place. I've always been like that ever since I was a child. I would lay out in the front yard and just look up at the stars and wonder, you know, are we by ourselves? I thought about that back when I was like five and six years old. And I felt felt like we wasn't. We were never by ourselves. We never have been Mm -hmm. by ourselves. I mean, with us little dinky people on this planet Earth, this blue ball, and you have all the other planets out there, and we're just the only ones? I mean, come on, you know. It really doesn't make sense. Where would we get all this information and technology that we have today? Of course, it comes through us first, you know. You know that. So where where did we get it? Was it always embedded in us? Did we come from somewhere and come here? That's another question, too, that I would like to Mm -hmm. answer. You know, of course, um, I, I I don't know if I I really would have loved to speak to Brother Mutwa before he uh, transitioned. If Ooh, I could just, just I have know, only right? met him, yes, yes, yeah, and, and oh, if yeah, I could Credo, just talk to yeah. some of the Dogon people, yeah, Credo Mutwa, and some of the Dogon people, I would love to meet some of them. Just go there to Uh-oh. Mali and just go to their villages and just talk to them. I would love to do that. Well, Dr. Lester but, Levin yeah. told me I could stand. Dr. Lester Levin <laughs> told me I could stand right where I'm at, anywhere in the world, and call out to the dolphins and the whales, and the Dogon peoples, and anybody, any other entity that I wanted to, and I and I've been doing it. So, there you go. You have to be careful what you say. You there know, you go. You will get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to have that for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, you know but, uh, that's. Uh huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no no no! I was just I was just going to say that um, I would really would ex- love to experience that in my life, just to go there and just to I know that I could be in their presence because I'm just standing here and and thinking of them, but I would like to physically be there and just you know take it all in at once, one big breath, just go. Of course, Femi did. Have, you know, she song. could go anywhere. I have a strong feeling you you've already you've already done that you've been there, and uh, but I definitely want to I wanted to uh, chime in on that that was that was a uh, very beautiful the way you talked about that, and uh, I can relate you know I'm 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 very good friends with nature and the river and the trees and all the little entities that's flying around, and uh, you know ladybugs dragonflies spiders the unseen creatures that that be around amongst them, hey, uh, the yeah. drops, you know. Yeah, I love dewdrops. You know, after the rain, you go outside, you see the dewdrop, that little quartz crystal. That, <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> right there. Well, I would take me a little drink or wash my face with it or walk in the dewdrop. Yeah. And so, you know, little it's the little things, the little things that solve the big thing. And uh, I'm just really enjoying it as usual. Bev, you are, you are gemstone at what you do. Beverly, we thank you so much for how you control your your, your show and, and that, 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 uh, that perform that uh that show with Lee Oscar last night was monumental. Oh, that, thank the family. That was, I, like I said. Yeah, that yeah, was that that awesome. was that was huge, man. That was that was something yeah. else. And, and and Mama Az, I wanted I want to tell Mama Az, man, she. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I'm telling you, man, Mama Az, Mama that AZ. energy she had last night, she oh, lit it up, man. That was beautiful. And she was a low rider. She was a low. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, well, you can tell her energy. She got that powerful energy. 
But she was in her oh, yeah. car, and she was a low rider at the time. I could see Mama's Mama yeah. R.M. <laughs> she was something else. Yeah. She still is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to thank her. I want to thank L.A. Ramon, Tecmos, Kwame. Oh, yeah. All the callers that all called me last night, they made that a yes. very powerful show. So. Yes, hey, thank y'all so much, man. I really appreciate it. I, I like that y'all do yeah. this every yeah. uh, Thursday. I'll be looking forward to it. It's just great, man. Well, you know, you, you said it. You said a mouthful. We have the power, and uh, we just it need really to is. tune in with nature because nature yes. is super intelligent. Yeah, nature and it will carry us. Super intelligent. Mm-hmm. It has communication yeah. that we haven't caught up to. You know, they communicate with each other. They know when danger is coming. They know all mm-hmm. these things. And that's why your book is so on point with the time of the day because you spend time in nature. And nature is going to yeah. always show you, reveal to you that's the right. now, the past, and the present all in one in one place. Yes. yes. So thank you all again. Well, I love I appreciate y'all very you. much. Thank you, thank brother. You, I appreciate you calling in, and thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. one more thing. No, one I more thing, please. This is really important. Yeah. I want to get this correct. You, you be okay. dropping numbers. Last week you said you lived on the 33rd parallel. And uh, yeah. one of your addresses was 963, is that right? Yeah. 963 13th Street. <laughs> <laughs> 963. <laughs> yeah. 963 13th Street. And I live directly on the 33 degree parallel, which is like 25, 26 miles south of Birmingham, Alabama. And if you go to Man. the, if you look at the map, <laughs> Everything happens on the 33-degree parallel. You know, Birmingham was a hot spot. Atlanta, you got uh, the countries in Africa that's on the 33-degree parallel. You got Dallas on 33-degree parallel. You got, I think, Phoenix, Arizona is on the 33-degree parallel. So uh, I think uh, what's, uh, Oklahoma, uh, where they, the, the, Merle, the, the John Merle Burnt building blew up, uh, what is his name? Uh, mm-hmm. Who blew the building up in Oklahoma? Yeah, I know. That's on yeah. the thirty-three, yeah, thirty-three degree parallel. So it's a lot going. So yeah, that's that's where I was when I did the chemistry novel. No wonder. And and mm-hmm. where I be? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dad. No, I was just saying. No wonder she connected. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Bev. And and I was going I was gonna link your thirty-three with mine because. When I always tell the story, how I'd be on the coast in California over there calling out and uh, looking at this beautiful island called Catalina, and I'd be meditating and calling out spiritual names and, mm. and looking at the ocean waves. That's the 33 parallel Pacific Coast Highway, Highway mm. 1. PCH is 8 mm. and Highway 1. Now, 963, wow. you add those numbers up. Ain't that a 1 and an 8? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and eight and one. Mm. Whoa. Whoa. I'm gone, y'all. I'm gone. I see one. <laughs> okay. Always. You always come with the magic. Thank, Thank you. you wow. Both of y'all. Oh, and I wanted to say. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Sister Bell. No, I wanted to say no. about the show last night. About the show last night. Uh, I had that I had that album, the War, well War, uh-huh. the group, uh-huh. and uh-huh. me and my friends. I tell you, that's all. That's all we played was War. 
That's yeah. all we played the whole summer. Yeah. And we yeah. partied like it wasn't no party no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah we were spaced we were spaced out on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were spaced out good. on it. Yeah. yeah. That was really good music. Good. Really good. Yes. Well, uh, Sister Seta, upset. Uh, what's your website before we leave? It is chemistryfiles.com. That's K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y-Files.com. And, of course, if you go there, everything is on that website that uh, you can get as far as ordering the books or getting it in Kindle. Or just leave me a message, some information. You know, let me know what you think. And uh, and that'll be cool. We can get a conversation going. It'll be great. All right. Okay. Well, thank mm-hmm. you as always, Sister Seta. Appreciate you. Looking thank forward you, Sister Bevel. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank right. you so much. much. Thank you, family. Okay. Much thank love. you, family. Join us again. Okay. Let's see. Where am I at?
Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts.